Hi, everyone. This is Edie, and I'm here with Elizabeth. Elizabeth. <laughs> and you are listening to The Age Where Nothing Fits on Radio DePaul, Chicago's College Connection. Ooh. I am so glad I did not mess that up, and I'm not looking at it a piece of paper, so good Yay. for me. Got that memorization, memorization down. Professional radio girls. Professional, baby. And on episode three, wow, we are so good for memorizing like nine word, a nine word sentence. Go. <laughs> um, anyways, this episode, we were planning on kind of talking about a, like a serious, I mean, like, I do, the, I do think it is serious to like your mental health and mental well-being topic. Um, Elizabeth, if you want to talk about like what we're talking about today, obviously we'll talk about other things because we always get off topic as we <laughs> should, but yeah. Yeah, today we're going to be talking about friends and making friends because it's kind of hard right now to make friends. And we're also going to talk about connecting with old friends, making sure you stay in touch because obviously a lot of us are stuck in our houses or we have friends stuck in their dorm rooms and connection just doesn't seem as natural anymore. So we want to talk about how we're getting involved with things, how we're meeting up with our friends, making new ones. And yeah, we're also going to talk about the election a little bit today because this episode is airing on November 2nd and November 3rd is the big day. So yeah. You killed that. Go, Elizabeth. That was a good synopsis of what we're talking about today. But yeah, um, the reason we decided to talk about friends is the other day I was talking to my DePaul friend, Missy. Hey, Missy. Hey, girl. We And we were kind of talking about, because we're both at home, we're talking about how there are people who um, are currently living in the city, whether that be in the dorms or in the Ion apartments. And they seem like they're like living this awesome college life. And we also have a lot of other colleges have where they're on campus and they're kind of living a kind of average college life, obviously not as normal as it would be. And just, it was, we were talking about how we feel like we're really missing out. And I know I personally am worried that I am going to like, once I finally get to live in the city, once, whatever that may be, I'm, it's going to be like, everyone already has their friend groups and I'm just going to kind of be stuck. And for me, that's really scary because I'm a really like people oriented person. And like, I'm kind of scared of getting to this point. Like, I don't really know if I want to like be like, I'm like scared of being in the city by myself all alone. Cause I'm might be moving dormant in the campus in winter. Um, yeah, one I of my platform too. Yeah. Yeah, because one of my classes is in person, and um, they haven't switched it yet, and I'm kind of worried I'm going to get there, and it's going to be like, not that many new people are going to be coming in, and I'm kind of worried it's going to be like, oh, all these friend groups are going to be formed, and right now, I actually have a good amount of friends with me, so I'm worried I'm going to be like lonelier than I am now. Yeah, I have like a little bit of a different problem, and I know I've talked about this before, but like, all of my friends from high school are in college right now, they're living their best lives in the dorms, and I filled out the whole like housing request form to live on campus in the winter, but I don't have an in-person class, so I'm worried it's going to get rejected. And then I'm just going to be sitting at home, bored, you know how it do, but yeah. I mean, I know you talked about being nervous about other people making, like already having their friend groups, and I'm nervous about that too. But at the same time, I think next year, if we get the chance to have in-person classes all the time, like, I think connection is going to come a lot more naturally, you know, like, because if you think about it in high school, like, you have friends that are, like, 
I keep saying the word like you have friends that are in your friend group, but you also have friends that are outside that you just meet in like classes and you're friends for a little while and you do your own thing, you know? No, I completely agree with that. Um, also, there's no problem with repeating the same world word over and over again because listening back to our old episodes, I my mom is even making fun of me. I said the word agency so many times. And then <laughs> I know on the second episode, I forgot what word it is, but I know I said it a lot too and I even addressed it in the episode. I have a problem where I, once I say a word once, I repeat it over and over again. So I feel you there. But um, on the topic again, I mean, like, I know that, like, that's how, like, friendships work, where, like, you make them, like, in classes. That's the way I've always made, like, my own personal, like, really close friends. But I was talking to this guy in my class the other day. We got paired up, and we were in a breakout room, just the two of us. And he was telling me, because he lives on campus, and he was, this is kind of what sparked this nerve in me. This guy was really nice, like, nothing against him, but he was talking about how he's like, oh, yeah, after the first couple of weeks, he's like, everyone kind of has a friend group, and, like, we're all kind of just doing our own thing, and, like, people aren't as open to talking. Like, he literally said that. Uh, and, he was and I was like, why would you, I'm like, I don't think any harm is meant by it. And he like had his own friend group. It wasn't even like him warning because of his own experience. He was like, yeah, after like the first two weeks, like you can't randomly go up to people. That's kind of weird. But the first, the first two weeks you can really do that. Just talk to anyone because everyone wants friends. But after that, everyone kind of has their own friend group. And I was just like, I don't know, like that kind of is like something. I mean, I know this is one person's expense, like um, personal experience yeah. or like one person's expect a uh, perspective but that is just like reminds me so much of like in high school how in like high school you like find your little click and then no one moves from it mm -hmm. and obviously I don't want that in college like I really didn't have the experience of clicks in high school I kind of always moved around my mom and I like my my mom always told me the idea of like a floater and I feel like I had friend groups I, I kind of float around because I just really like I really, I really enjoy, I'm going to use enjoy instead of likes, I say like a lot, just like you. <laughs> I really enjoy having a bunch of different people with a bunch of different perspectives in my life. But obviously, like, I don't know, in college, I really do want like that typical like friend group. And now after talking to that guy, I'm kind of worried about not having it. Like, I don't think I'll have a problem making individual friends, yeah. but maybe finding like a fr friend group might be a little bit harder because of what's going on in COVID. Not to discredit what that guy in your breakout room was saying, but at the same time, that kind of, I feel like if he's saying that, oh, like after the first couple of weeks, you can't randomly come up to people, that sounds like a him problem. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like if you think it's weird that someone else is trying to be your friend after the first three weeks of school, maybe that's on you. You know what I mean? Because in high school, like if somebody came up to me in one of my classes and like asked me a question about the homework or would just ask how my day was, like, it didn't matter if I was already in a friend group. I still was enjoying what that person had to say. I just, I don't know. I feel like it's personal preference. Like, I feel like that's a very almost kind of closed-minded thing to say, to be like, you can't make friends up to the first three weeks. I have friends at UW-Madison right now who have been there for, like, two months, and they're still making new friends. They're still, like, moving and shifting, and I feel like that's just kind of how it is freshman year, you know? I do think that, I think it's more also that at DePaul right now, the amount of people who are actually like at the campus or like living in the city is kind of smaller. So that kind of does make sense to me though, that it's become a little more close because it is a way smaller group of people than people who um, are in different universities where like, it's more of like a full body campus. Mm -hmm. um, but I totally get where you're coming from. I feel like this week, 
you are playing the role of my therapist. Like, I feel like you're the very rational thoughts because this week, I know personally, I've been, I'm gonna be honest, like, I've been really overloaded. And I know a lot of people have because of school with like work and just, I feel real, I really feel the heat because after this, I have so many homework assignments to do, so many papers to write. And um, I've definitely been feeling like the like weight of school lately. So I know my mental like state is not the best at rationalizing things. So I do appreciate having my little little mini therapist <laughs> here. Maybe you should yeah. I think that guy just struck a nerve with you somewhere. And it I think did. the pressure of all of the assignments, because I've been getting that too. This week I have like three papers due at the end of the week. So yeah, I think that guy just like struck a little bit of fear in you. He hit that nerve. Oh, he did. Oh, he did. I, I was just going to say, I'm like, good for you. <laughs> Redacted name. but I'm not <laughs> Because, um, yeah. You know, because he was a really nice guy, but it did kind of strike a nerve in me because in high school, I definitely would, every year I felt, I always made a goal where I'm like, okay, this year I'm going to make new friends because that's what's life about. And every year I did make new friends. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like, I guess it make, made me nervous because like my, my favorite thing, the one thing I've always looked forward to in college is just, I feel like making friends is so much different than it is in high school. It's not these people that grew up in the same neighborhood as you, you've known since you were a kid or at least heard of since you're a kid. It's like a whole new, like, population of people and it kind of like made me nervous to hear him be like oh yeah like after two weeks everyone's closed off which I was like yikes I'm also like obviously like I kind of questioned that a little bit but then I also think okay I'm not in like person I'm not in Chicago so he would probably know better about the environment than I could say even if his like portrayal is inaccurate I just think he's having a different experience (laughs) than say that we would have you know And it probably depends on what building you're in and what floor you're on. And I was talking to my friend the other day and she's like, she's at UW Madison. And she was saying how, when she got there, she was so nervous that it wasn't going to be like high school and she wasn't going to go out and meet people. But now she's there and she's saying how she's so thankful that it's not like high school, you know? Yeah. No, I, I, you are doing such a good job of being a rational thinker. (laughs) Thank you for taking on this role for, for when I cannot. But yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, oh, sorry. These are totally like anxieties that I'm having too. So I guess this is also me talking through those for myself. Like I'm trying to reassure you, but I'm also trying to reassure myself. If that makes. Oh, sense. I I totally get that. I just like I know right now I'm not at a point where I think I can reassure myself because after this I have to go. I don't. I don't even. Uh, I have to do this um, virtual art assignment where I have to like virtually go to an art museum and then write a paper about how it relates to the crime systems that I've been studying all semester and I'm really anxious about it see <laughs> tomorrow so that's also in the back of my mind so um really cool assignment really excited to do it but also very nervous to do it but um yeah thank you for being the rational one today like I said of 5, <laughs> but yeah I don't know I like I just I just really wish that we could be in the in-person experience of making friends but I feel like I've done like a pretty good job I guess of reaching out to people because I literally have been going crazy like I if I see someone in my class and notice I follow them on Instagram or I have them on Snapchat I will reach out to them I'll be like hey it's your girl Edie from your class like or like I always try to like throw in a little compliment too because like oh my gosh the people in my classes say like the smartest things where I'm like oh my gosh y'all are so educated (laughs) um but yeah I don't know like I feel like I've done a pretty good job of making friends um, I've hung out with a couple people safe 
but like yesterday I went to a little um farm with the person we wore masks we like picked up we like drank apple cider and we like pit, picked up baby chicks and we pet goats pretty Aww. cool experience if you ask me and um I feel like I've done a good job of making friendships but like like I said like I kind of want that like traditional college friend group because I feel like it's been a long time I haven't had a large friend group since I was probably like a freshman in high school yeah I had a pretty big friend group my freshman year too and then it as the years went by it just started <laughs> shrinking and shrinking and shrinking which is yeah, fine because yeah it allowed me to get like closer to the people that I did end up hanging out with my senior year. Yeah. And I like that. I like having a few close friends, but I do miss the whole group dynamic, like having different people who, yeah, have all these different it's things. It's so fun about it. Like mm-hmm. personally, I, it's so weird. Like I've talked to people who say like, oh, it's easier for me when I'm like individually with people. But honestly, for me, it's kind of, it's, I'm not going to say more fun because I don't think that's accurate, but there is something I can't, my word usage is not gonna be great today. I can't think of what I want to like say exactly, but there is something so exciting. Um, I'll use that instead. There's something so exciting when you're in a big group of people. I just like love bouncing off of other people. And there's just so many, like, you don't have to focus on like one thing. Like you can just like, here's in this big group and you're all like your humor is your jokes. Humor is all bouncing off of each other. And there's so many different things to talk about. Cause there's so many different people to talk to. And like, I kind of like also in a big group is you can be in a group with someone like who you could not hang out on one-on-one. Like there's nothing wrong with them, but like your like personalities would not get along one-on-one, but in a group, you two are like firing off each other, like great jokes or like, just like, I don't know. There's just something so like pure and fun and just really young about having a big friend group. And I just really want one. And I'm just kind of worried like that. I'm not going to ever get one um, in college at least, because I know right now I have a bunch of really important individual friendships that are really comfortable and really amazing to have for me. But like, I don't know, I kind of miss having that group thing. Yeah. I resonate with that wanting to meet new people. Like I find myself when I go to the store or something and I see somebody who's like wearing a cool outfit, like I just want to talk to them. I want to be friends. Like it's, it's weirder <laughs> when I go out with like one other friend, like I'm saying, oh, we should just talk to like a random person just to do something exciting when, because I'm missing doing that if I was living on campus and having that whole college experience. Cause I feel as if it's pretty normal in college to just walk up to people and say hi. At least I hope so. I mean, maybe that guy you were talking to in your class was free, but maybe he was right. He is the expert of friendship. <laughs> CEO of friendship. CEO of college friendship. Collegiate mm-hmm. friendship. He has actually been to college twenty different times, <laughs> but he remains the same age. <laughs> He drank from the fountain of youth at one point along his experience and now just keeps going back to college. That's all he wants, college friendship. That is the pinnacle of life for him. Freshman <laughs> year, college friendships. We've been roasting this guy for like 10 minutes now and nothing against him. Like that's just his experience. You know, he was, I feel bad. Like he was a really nice guy and we actually had a really good energy talking. Like it was actually a really nice conversation, but like just that like one little comment scared me. <laughs> but um. Yeah. I don't know. Like what you're saying, like I kind of 
like that's what I love about college is just the randomness of talking to new people. I feel like personally, I do my best talking to new people because I just think like there's no expectations on the table. It's not like a friend or an acquaintance who kind of has this image of you that you feel like you have to maintain. When there's a new person, they have no perception of you. Like mm-hmm. it's the whole thing where people are like, I do. I, people perceive me. I do not want to be perceived. <laughs> it's kind of similar to that because it's like they they don't know me at all like I could act completely myself and not feel like bound to like oh well they've seen me in this way and even if I don't I'm not feeling that kind of way today I still have to act it in some sort of way like I know um a problem I've had is I've always labeled myself and friend groups as the funny one not saying I'm like the funniest person ever Mm -hmm. but I've always labeled myself I, I know I know how to make people laugh and I've always labeled myself okay well if you're with people and they're not laughing with with you you are failing your job and you are a terrible human which is a terrible thing to do but it is something as we saw earlier I'm not always the most rational I'm 19 <laughs> and like there's something comforting about new people because they don't know that I have that like label for myself so I can literally like be anything obviously not be a jerk but I could like be anything mm-hmm. and like they would still accept that as me if that makes sense yeah, in my communications class a couple of days ago, we were talking about judgments and when we meet yeah. people for the first time. Not to refute what you were saying, but there is a very interesting fact that it says that we make judgments about other people within milliseconds of looking at them. We don't even have to talk to them. Like just looking at them is enough to make that snap judgment, which is really scary. But at the same time, whenever I'm in that class, sometimes I get scared by some of the facts we say, like that one in particular. Yeah. But I feel like it's important to remember that you're not a statistic. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we hear, or at least like I'm hearing about in my classes, like these archetypes for forming relationships and these archetypes for making friends. And at the end of the day, the human experience, I think, is still organic. So you are going to, your opinions of people are going to change. Like they're not set in stone. You know what I mean? I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. No, that I like that makes sense to me. It's not even that, but the thing is, it's not even like, oh, like I know I was talking about how like they have no judgment of me, but the thing is, at the end of the day, it matters more to me because it's like if I meet a new person, I don't know what their judgment of me is. Like with True. an acquaintance yeah. and a friend, they have built up like built up over time a lot of different experiences with me, so I know they have a judgment of me. Whereas with a stranger, I don't really care. Like I really don't. Like yeah, I want them to think I'm a good person even if they think I'm crazy even if they don't like me I want them to think okay but that's not a bad person you know what I mean whereas with I'm worried I don't it's not that I think my acquaintances or friends think I'm a bad person but I guess I get way more in my head okay well they've seen me this way and I think that they perceive me in this way so I think that I need to act this way when it's not really that but like I said I'm 19 I'm gonna admit I'm not always the most rational and I do sometimes I do really struggle with confining myself to this kind of label and why I was so excited for college is just thinking college is just full of new people I'm probably it's going to be it's a really good time for me to exercise that this label that I've made for myself really doesn't matter yeah it's kind of an adrenaline rush to meet a new person and just start off with a blank slate you know what I mean yeah I love it I completely know what you mean Mm mm-hmm there's something so exciting about it like I used to be a theater kid I know you were more recently a theater kid (laughs) but I think I still have that, even though I stopped doing um, theater my freshman year of high school, and I really stopped acting in eighth grade, I kind of feel that, like, whole rush of, like, I really like being in front of a crowd, even if it's just, like, one person. I, I don't know. There's just something 
I, not like, I know some people think of it as artificial, but there's just something so human to me about just like putting a performance on for people, even if the, because like, I really do think like every performance you put on, like whether it be a show or if it may be your own life towards another person, it's just so raw and there is something so human and creative and I don't know. Yeah. And even if the social interaction you make fails, like that's such a lesson, I think. And it's, I think it's a muscle you have to work to be able to have the courage and talk to someone and be like, oh, like this might be bad, but at least I think it's a skill to not worry about being bad. If something happens and you do something embarrassing, just to be able to shrug it off, I think is so important. And I think we're at the age right now where every social interaction we make feels like a big deal. Like someone's going to remember this, like, oh, I said this one embarrassing thing. They're going to remember this forever. When really that's, that's not true. I think it's a talent to be able to interact with people and have it go badly and just say, oh, there's always next time. You know what I mean? No, I completely agree with that. And that reminds me, so um, this is a little off topic, but I am going to bring it back to what we were talking about. So in high school and all of life, I'm really serious about, um, and, and by I say all my, I mean, like, literally since I was, like, in elementary school, I'm really serious about my grades, and I get really, really upset when I don't do, like, perfectly or near perfect. Like, literally, if I get a 92 on a test, I get really mad about the few points that I did miss, mm-hmm. and I remember in high school, I finally had this shift in narration where uh, this is specific to math class where even if I did really bad on a quiz I would still be really proud of myself because normally after doing bad on a quiz I would do really good on a test and I kind of learned the lesson of that like like quizzes like it's okay to fail at them because they teach you where the mistake is so when it comes to like a big moment that actually matters Mm -hmm. you already learned what you were supposed to learn and you've corrected what you're not supposed to do and it makes you better And I feel like kind of going back to real life, I do think it is a talent to be able to be like, okay, this is just a small blip in my life. And I can like learn from this and make it when I have really big moments that actually matter to me. Like I can make them so much better because of the quizzes I learned. I do think that is a skill that like you really have to do build over time. And I do agree that I think college is like the perfect time to build that. And even though I've been talking about how I miss like the in-person like friendship building, I do think it's still a skill that you can learn while you're stuck at home. Yeah. And kind of taking it back to what you said about putting on a performance, that would happen to me so much where I would like say go up on a line or something and I forget. And it was such, it's one of those things. And I think it's like being in a conversation where, yeah, you made the mistake. It happens, but the show is going on. You have yeah. to keep working. You don't have time to think about that. And I think since conversation moves so fluid, so fluidly, we have time to think about the mistakes and that's where it gets us. Because at the end of the day, so much of reality doesn't, it doesn't exist as a, as a real thing. It just exists in your head. Your perception is what makes everything. So, yeah. there's so much I think that we worry about that just doesn't really matter. <laughs> no, I really agree with that. I am someone where I, struggle where I feel like everything is in my head and I do think that like right now one thing I will say that has been good about all the alone time I've had because of corona even though like I do miss making friendships is I feel like I've really had time to explore and be like okay my like literally like so many things that I perceive as being bad they're only bad because I've thought about them so much and I'm not even thinking about the real-time moment like Mm -hmm. something I've really realized over corona and then also I am in two philosophy classes right now so I feel like that's caused a lot of thinking and in one of them 
we were kind of talking about how so many people view the world in such a black or white manner. But the thing is, the world is not like you can't view it in that way. Like you have to view it in like, like a gray sort of way where things just things happen not because there's good or not because there's evil. They just happen because they happen. Mm-hmm. And, like, humans, we're the ones who came up with the labels of good or evil. So, like, when you have, like, a failed interaction with another person, you label it as bad. It was not bad. It was just something mm-hmm. that happened. It could have yeah. been good. Like, and it also reminds me that we have the power of anything that we have, like, any failure that we've ever had, we la- label it as bad. And it's bad because we label it as such. But if you were to turn around and go, you know what, like, even though I didn't enjoy this part of it, if you were to find, like, the small, like, things that were positive in it or even if you were to go okay that was bad but I learned this from it you can label it as good and that I think that would make you a happier person and a person who is less afraid of like socializing or like making friends you know what I mean yeah and it's so easy to generalize like when you pick something out about another person a personality trait or something that they wear I think it's so easy especially with the internet when we see so much judgment going on around us all day to attribute small things about people to their entire personality. No, yeah, I have noticed that um, I, I, I think normally, like before, like Corona, I thought I was a really open-minded person, which I do think I am, but I have noticed that I do kind of make these snap judgments. And that is something I do, like what you're talking about with your communication class, it's true. I mean, it is like, even though we are not just statistics, I mean, that fact applies to me. Like I do make snap judgments about people, but something I've, I learned a couple of years ago, I don't remember where I learned it. But um, I think I learned it like online on social media, but it's just like, it doesn't matter your first opinion of something. What matters is like the second, like the second opinion that the voice in your head goes, no, like that judgment that you made was wrong because we're conditioned to judge people. I think like, I think that like, I mean, I don't think it's a natural thing. I think it's like a society thing. I think what's natural is the second voice in your head that's going, no, you can't make that judgment. You don't know this person. That being said, we're almost at halfway. So, Edie, if you want to introduce today's song. Yeah, so this song is one that my friend Caroline showed to me. So, another friend thing. Um, Girl As We Go by Ben Platt. And I just think it's really perfect today because it talks about, I think he's talking more about a romantic relationship, but you don't have to view it in that way. I know to me, I when I listen to the song, I think of my platonic friends and my platonic relationships. But um, it's just kind of talking about a lot of people feel like, oh, um, well, I have a lot of growing to do and I don't want to mess up my friends' lives. I don't want to mess up anyone, so I have to do it by myself. And I kind of like the song about how you don't, when you are trying to become a better person, when you're trying to mature, that you don't have to be by yourself. And oftentimes it's better to be with other people. Like I'm even just reflecting on what Elizabeth and I have said in the past half hour. And I feel like we've talked a lot about friendship, but we've also kind of talked about lessons we've learned about being able to fail and about not labeling and not stereotyping and about not labeling yourself or others. And I think it's really relevant that like the best growing that you do, the best becoming a better person that you do is when you're with another person because you have a person you can like, you can reflect with and someone who can like help you during the hard times. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to take a break. We're going to play an ad. We're going to play a song. When we come back, we're going to do, we're going to talk about the election. We're going to do two of the week and bucket list items. <laughs> so all right catch we'll you guys after it. this enjoy the song babies
back to someone else Who said it's true That the growing only happens on your own They don't know me and you I don't think you have to leave If the change is what you need You can change right next to me I'm voting because I want to make sure that everyone feels welcome in our country. I vote because my parents can't. I vote because I really hate decisions being made without my input. I vote because I want to say in my future. I vote because I want my voice heard. I'm voting because the future of this city matters to me. 
I'm voting because everyone always talks about how bad things are. I want to make them better. I vote for the future. So, why do you vote? Tuesday, November 6th is midterm election day, and your vote is your voice. To find your polling place in Chicago, visit chicagoelections.com. This message was brought to you by Radio DePaul, Chicago's college connection. Welcome back. All right, I hope you guys like the song. To me, that song is so soothing, and I just love it so much. I literally was singing along as we were playing it, and, like, I was having a hard time not singing out loud. Because if I sing out loud, you guys would have heard me because we recorded when I, like, Elizabeth mutes herself, and I <laughs> played the song off of my MacBook. So if you hear just a little bit of Edie's voice, I'm so sorry, but I hope <laughs> it adds to the experience. <laughs> Yeah, it was but, a good song. I like that song. I like Ben Platt. I feel like it goes along what we were saying about the whole theater kid thing because he's like the OG theater kid. Theater kid. But like, I really like him too. But I just want to say my friend Caroline, who actually showed me that song, she did a, um, I don't know if I've ever talked about I, my involvement in this snowball thing. I think you've mentioned it, but I don't think by name. So snowball is like, a really big Illinois thing, and then also a big Lithuanian thing, which I just think is really funny. It happens, it doesn't really happen anywhere else other than Illinois and Lithuania. According That's to my really knowledge. interesting, Lithuania of all places. It's just so funny. I, like, I, we have, um, I've led, I've been a participant, I've led for, and I directed, um, more, it's like this retreat, it's this really awesome retreat. I'm sure other schools have similar stuff, but that's just a random fact I thought I'd share, but my friend Carolyn and I, we got it directed our senior year, which was really awesome, because we got to put the, um, along with some other amazing girls, and we put the event together, we planned the speakers, we did stuff like that, and my friend Caroline actually sang that song in front of all the participants. It was such a brave thing, and it was, she did such, she just, I wish I could play her version of it to you guys, because it was just so beautiful and so heartfelt, and she has an amazing voice, and I just wanted to say that before we moved on to Tweet of the Week. Yeah, we're always here to support some young artists. We love yes, it. Yes, we are. I was going to sing that more, do a little John Ralphio moment, and then, like, I flipped <laughs> out. So, no, let me let me redo that. We are. <laughs> that should be a requirement every episode. We have to have at least one John Ralphio moment. <laughs> I was about to say John Ralphio moment. Technically, moment. I'm homeless. I quote his art tweet. I quote his stuff all the time. That's literally my favorite quote from the whole show is, I made my money the old-fashioned way. I got run over by Alexis. (laughs) (laughs) Mine too. I I say it all the time, and I'm always worried that people aren't going to get it. I know. I know it's so weird. Like, with The Office, I feel like people will get it right away if you make any Office, like, little moment. But if I feel like if I make reference to Parks and Rec, half or half people, like, half of the time people get it and half the time people don't. Like, my cat's name is Ben Wyatt after my favorite Parks character because I love Ben Wyatt. Anyway, <laughs> um, half the time when I tell people, they're just like, okay, cool, you named your cat Ben. And I'm like, you don't get it. But people who do understand it are normally, like, so excited and will, like, laugh at it. I'm like, yeah. Hey. I also quote Mona Lisa all the time when she goes, money, please. <laughs> money, please. God, I love her. God, I love both of the uh, Jean, both of the Ralphio twins. I also love when she says, um, and you can't tell me no, because then it's like you're taking something away from me. That's such <laughs> I a fun chance to take. I love that show so much. Literally such a good show about friendship and just people coming together. Such a beautiful show. 
but we already said that the first episode. Yeah, we so did. Because I did so look <laughs> at it. That's the end they texted me about it. But um, yeah, so we're going to move on to Twitter of the Week. Elizabeth, if you want to start, lovely, Liz- lovely Elizabeth. Yeah, this one's, it's, it's just kind of a silly tweet. It's from user WKFIS. I don't know. I don't follow this person. I, it just came up on my timeline. But I think it's funny because we were talking about Chicago and it just says, why are trains so expensive? You're going that way anyways. Just drop me off. really funny like come on guys (laughs) you're going that way do i have to make the subway surfers or something (laughs) come on guys Mm -hmm. um my of the week isn't that funny but i just thought it kind of resonated with what we were taught well not what we were talking about but what i've been feeling lately i got really into this like really really into meditation at the beginning of quarantine so i followed like like 50 meditation accounts and they sit like in like um meaningful accounts like oh my gosh what's it like meaningfulness um i can't think of it the what the word i want to say because it's not meditation but anyways um i follow these all these like really like mental health like meditation yoga accounts and one of them popped up in my feed and I actually really liked what it said it's from a journey within one that I still follow it says despite the trauma be happy be loving you may not have control over external circumstances but you have control over your internal state and I feel like that's just a good tweet I know it's not like the normal funny ones that we do because I've been feeling kind of I've talked about this in other episodes hopeless because I can't control this quarantine I can't control all the problems that we're having in our world right now but I get, and I'm worried that it's going to make me like a jaded person at 19. But I guess the message is no matter all the bad things that are happening, just still be like an example that humanity, our main purpose is love and to create and not to destroy and hate. Nice. Really good message. Some really profound things coming out of Twitter.com. As of Literally. <laughs> I'm sorry. Twitter, the app is going off today. Mm-hmm. Um, after that little break, I'm feeling a lot better, feeling a lot more rational, guys. So get ready <laughs> for the second half. <laughs> second act, baby. We had our intermission. We're ready. About to We're ready and we're roaring, guys. Oh yeah. So yeah, we wanted to talk this this episode will be coming out November 2nd, the day before the election. So we just want to talk about it. I know it's been I know I've been waiting for this for a long time. Oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> I know that also, because um, it's also, it's our first time voting. And for most people, I'm not going to say most, but for a lot of people listening, a lot of college kids right now, I don't know if it's the same for 22-year-olds, but I think, I, I don't want to speak falsely, but I think the majority of people who are in college right now, it's going to be their first time voting, even seniors. Yeah, that makes sense. Say, or at least like their first time voting in like a main electoral um, mm-hmm. election. But anyways, um, I guess, well, I guess at this point, early voting won't really be a thing anymore. Yeah, or, it's go regular voting right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I went early, I went early voting just yesterday, actually. No, not yesterday, on Friday, which, what's today? Um, okay, I went early voting two days ago, because we're filming this on a Sunday. So, and, did you, uh, like, actually go to the polls? I actually did go to the polls. And I'm lucky I went during the day on Friday, so no one was there. I probably it was probably a 10 minute experience, like altogether. And just for anyone who maybe didn't send in a ballot and is really nervous about like the whole COVID situation, obviously, and um in germs. I'm sorry, my cat is going crazy right now. Um <laughs> I shut my door and she still made her way in. Good for her, I guess. Anyone who's still um really nervous for it, at least at my point place, 
the lines are really well operated and what they give you is there's hand sanitizer everywhere obviously and the line they also have it spaced out with like oh stand here so it's six feet apart but instead of actually having to touch like the um electric like system i, I don't know what it's called but you know how like, have you ever voted in person elizabeth no so they have like these electric stands which normally you would touch with your fingers and like vote for who you're gonna yeah vote. They give you it in, like movies and stuff not in real life but <laughs> So when I went in March, obviously COVID was still a thing, but no one was even wearing masks. This was like really early because I voted in March for, um, oh my gosh, when you choose who you want your candidate to be. And I can't oh, think of primaries? One. Yeah, sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm flopping right no, you're now. you're good. <laughs> but um, you just use your fingers. But when I went um, two days ago, they give you a Q-tip and that's how you select. So it is, a, it is obviously a clean Q-tip. So I would like to say that if you're feeling a little scared or uncomfortable and you still haven't voted yet, I would still really highly encourage going to vote in person because it's not that scary. And around me, I think there are like 20 facilities where you can vote at. And I went at probably noonish and I, in and out 10 minutes. That's And awesome. I didn't really make contact with anyone, which is really awesome. Yeah, I voted absentee. We mailed in our ballots. Um, not that I couldn't have gone in person because I could have. I just, not to be controversial, but I don't really trust a lot of the people in my area to be safe when going in person. Yeah. <laughs> and I just thought it would, or it wasn't really my decision. That was my parents' decision, but I thought it would, it, it makes sense to me to yeah. mail stuff in. And it was, this was probably like, I want to say last Saturday, maybe. So there, yeah. it was a good two weeks before the election. So that's, I hope enough time to get all the ballots mailed in. Yeah, the only reason I didn't is because I just worry that I'm like a constant worrier and I just worried about filling out like the paperwork wrong or like messing up something that like you could not mess up. It's just something like I worry about. So I just to cause like to um, lessen my own anxiety. I'm like, okay, I have the opportunity to go during the day when no one else is there. I am 19. I am young and healthy. And I think anyone of any age, any age should be precautious of COVID. But I knew that since there are so many voting like polls around me, that I chose one that I knew would be the least popular. And I don't know. So I just felt more comfortable voting in person. But I see as long as you're voting, that's a good action and whatever works best for you. But at this point, obviously... Um, the only choice if you haven't voted yet would be voting in person, which please go vote. Please mm -hmm. do your civic duty and have some, I'm not using that word agency over and over <laughs> again like in the first episode, but do have like, just know that you are, you can be responsible for things that happen in your country. And I feel like it's important to feel that sort of like, okay, like I get to decide what happens to me. Yeah. I think it's good that we both voted different ways because now we have different perspectives to give to our exactly. audience. Also, I voted absentee for the primaries and it worked out pretty well. It's not a different, like the paperwork, I could see how it would be nerve wracking to mess it up. And I, I get yeah. that. And like, I read the whole thing, like front and back. I was so nervous. I was going to mess it up, but it was pretty simple. You just vote for your candidate. You sign back of it. The witness signs it, put it in the little envelope, stick it in the mail. So voting 101 with Edie and Elizabeth. Edie and Elizabeth voting 101. But yeah, we just wanted to like touch on that. Is there anything else you wanted to add about the election? Not really. Just go vote. Make smart choices about who you're voting for. Do your research. Exactly. Do your research. Know what you're voting for. Know who you're voting for. 
Um, I know I live in Illinois and I have been seeing so many ads about the fair taxes, about voting yes or voting no. And I would just say like, just think of who, who are paying for those, for you to see those commercials. I just, that's all I want to say. I don't want to say anything else, but just think about who's paying for you to see those commercials and think, okay, what are their biases that they have? Why do they want me to view it, vote yes or vote no? And -hmm. I don't really want to go to the fair taxes because maybe not all of our um, listeners might be in Illinois. But if you're from Illinois, you know what I'm talking about because that is literally the only commercial I ever see now. I can't (laughs) believe I'm saying this, but I'm missing like McDonald's commercials. But yeah, that's all I have to say. Just look, think about who's showing you the ads and then also find your own information before you go vote. Yeah, exactly. Positive role models, Edie and Elizabeth, you know it. So now switching gears, we're going to kind of bring it back to what we were talking about earlier about the friendships because we, we teased y'all. We said we were going to talk about how to make new friends and to connect with old ones. And we touched on it a little bit, but we didn't go in depth. Which I feel like, I feel like the conversation we had was good though. Cause I feel like I just really want to talk about things that like I've really been feeling, but now we kind of obviously want to end our show on a little more of a positive note about, Hey, like, even though like, I know I'm feeling a lot of different kind of negative ways that like, there are still so many positives to look at. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I guess one thing that I've been doing is I'm not doing it anymore, but it was really helpful. And I do think it would be helpful because this quarter is about the end and about to end in the new quarter is about to begin. But if you're, if this, um, the school's Facebook, <clears throat> Facebook account, like for the class of 2024, I found that really useful to find people who had the same interests as me. I joined a group chat for people who were also staying at home in my specific suburb area. I found people who were in my same classes. And I think that social media, even though I'm not a big social media, like I don't love it. I think it can be really, I think it's really useful for COVID because you can like reach two people through Instagram, through Facebook, which I never thought about interacting through Facebook, but that's how we found each other. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that tool is really helpful. And even say you join a group chat and you don't really vibe with everyone in the group chat, like it's just online. You don't have to be friends with everyone. You know what I mean? And I'm with Edie. Social media is not my favorite way to interact, but it's certainly useful right now. Can you imagine if we got put in the middle of a pandemic and we didn't have Facebook or Snapchat? I don't know what I'd do. That would be awful because like you wouldn't be able to talk to anyone. No, Mm -hmm. but I, I agree. I think it's useful. And um, this is kind of a little bit off topic, but, well, it's still on the topic, but it's kind of straying away from social media. What I've also found is useful is when you get put out in great breakout groups, okay, do your work, but also just ask people how they're doing. Because mm-hmm. I suppose everyone, even if they are on campus, no one is having a normal college experience. Even if their experience is a little more like normal, I wish you guys could see my air course quotations because I mean, there really is no such thing as normal, but um experience than you everyone's kind of going through this like age of like isolation mm-hmm. and like everyone's just everyone's as people charge as like as talk starved as you are so just ask people how they are and talk to them that way I feel like I've made like like even if I wouldn't call them friends because we haven't messaged each other I've had some of like the nicest like purest conversations in breakout rooms like the other day I had a breakout room with one of my friends Nathan actually ended up being in it but this other girl in our class was in the breakout room with us too 
and we had like just a conversation about our favorite foods and afterwards I was like that was such like that was so wholesome and it felt so nice so just ask how people are and ask them what they did this weekend and I don't know just get engaged because there's something like I know personally I get so happy when I actually feel connected to the people in my classes Mm -hmm. it's hard to be that person in breakout rooms that just starts talking but once you do it I realized it's so nice to just be able to talk to people because I miss again like we were saying earlier I miss making friends and it's hard like I said it's hard to be the person who is still in the breakout room and is like okay this is what we're doing we're gonna get our work done and we're gonna talk about this but I find that people really appreciate it when you take the lead on those things so because everyone's just as nervous as you are and no one's judging you I feel like if when someone starts talking in a breakout room if it's not me I'm not like oh my god like they're so annoying like no, I'm like I'm really grateful that they did that and it makes me happy to see like another person is engaged and like actually wants to talk to me and wants to talk mm-hmm. to other humans I guess um, COVID's also been a really good time for me to connect with old friends. Like um, I talked about in the first episode about how I reconnected with one of my childhood best friends, Brendan, and we have not been that close since we were in middle school. And this was my first best friend ever. He was my only friend up until third grade, actually. We were the the weird kids. We were the bug kids. We had bug clubs. (laughs) Um, But we hadn't really been able, we were acquaintances and we checked in on with each other. But over this, like, whole break, he has become one of my best friends again. Like, we FaceTime all the time. We'll FaceTime for hours. And I just want to say that that has been one of the best things that have come out of quarantine is being close friends with him again. And I've had this with other friendships, but I just want to touch about one. But um, it's just been really wonderful to connect with someone who was so important to me when I was younger because we just talk about like the old happy times together and also just knowing about his life and seeing how wonderful of a person he's become has been really satisfying and really awesome. Yeah, I guess my experience is a little bit different. As I was saying earlier, a lot of my friends are in college living their best lives in other places, but that just kind of gives you like you got to be the bigger person. You got to text the group chat, be like, hey, we're Zooming. Monday night, it's gonna happen. And it's, it's so weird, because when you, when you, they talk to people in real life, and you know them so well, I feel like the Zoom barrier isn't as harsh, you know what I mean? Yeah, because even when there's there's awkward silences, it it feels like a normal awkward silence when you know someone so well. I, I, agree with that. Um, I, like, I was thinking about it, and I FaceTimed a couple people over quarantine who I've never met before and there is sort of like even if I really enjoy talking to the person I think there is something really awkward about it but I guess like just thinking about it they feel awkward too and I don't think like I I know also I struggle with silence and like I think that like you struggle you might struggle with silence too maybe Mm -hmm. I know we're both talkers I know other people do but not everyone does not everyone shares that so I don't know. I maybe just not viewing it as like a bad thing. It's just like you giving time to like marinate in the conversation or like thinking about what you want to talk about next. Yeah, even our first couple FaceTimes were awkward, but once we got over that, and like now we're totally fine, you know? Yeah. No, like that. I think that's just like honestly, like thinking back, I didn't even think they were awkward. Like I remember being like talking about like our friendship. I remember being really nervous before the first one, mm-hmm. and I remember thinking awkward but it was weird once I started like once I turned off the camera to like walk my dog we've been talking we talked for like three hours yeah we did a really long time 
a lot better and feeling a lot more natural. And mm-hmm. like now, like we're actually good friends. So I guess another thing is, even if you're talking over FaceTime or Zoom, I don't want to sound like a lecturer. I'm not trying to lecture to anyone about how to make friends. We're just trying to share our own experiences. But I guess like you just have to keep on giving it chances and just letting it talk because this isn't natural for anyone. Like humans are naturally social creatures. Like we are not supposed to be only communicating over screens, mm-hmm. but that just, that's going to make it awkward, but it doesn't mean not to try and keep on trying because it's worthwhile. Yeah. And we've got about 10 minutes left. So do we want to transition over the, to the bucket list for today? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So if you want to go first, that would yeah. be lovely. Well, my bucket list item last week was to do something for myself and like go to Target or try a Starbucks drink or something like that. And I did it. I went to Target. I got a drink from Starbucks, um, got it with oat milk, which I've never had in hot coffee before. I'm not going to lie. Not the biggest fan. I think oat milk is better in iced coffee, but it was still good. What was it? Um, it was, they're like, it was one of their specialty drinks that they have right now for fall. It was oat milk and honey. I think it was, I don't know. It was just okay. It wasn't, wasn't great. Not to bash Starbucks. I've I've had that drink ice before. I will say I'm not the biggest fan of it. It's kind of gross. Yeah. It wasn't something else. Yeah. I was anticipating it to be sweeter, but also I think you have to be careful with dairy alternatives because it can be really good or really bad because I've been to Lactivo and I've had their iced horchata latte, which is oat milk and cinnamon. And it's so good. It's so so good. I have that Pete, which is near me, literally one of my favorite drinks to get. Yeah. It's so good. So yeah, with milk alternatives, I think you just have to be careful. But my bucket list item this week, at the end of the week, my family and I are going up north to our county for the weekend. And I think my bucket list item is to get stuff done before I leave because I have like three papers I got to write. And I was talking about this desk that I was building last weekend on the last oh, how'd go? Um, I haven't even finished it yet. It's just chilling on the side of my room. So I got to do that before we leave. That's my <laughs> other bucket list item is to finish this desk. Um, I was watching the video that Ikea put out, like how to build it because I am illiterate and didn't want to read the directions. And they make it look so easy on the video. And then I went to build it and it's so difficult. I was just like to say, I cannot watch a video and like learn how to do something. Like I have to physically read it. Like I don't think that, I because I think it's in the video. You have to think those are prof- like Ikea, pro- it feels weird saying Ikea professional, but those are <laughs> Ikea professionals building that. <laughs> it'll look easier yeah just the directions for ikea furniture are really confusing i don't, I don't <laughs> I like to build anything from ikea so i could not tell i could not i can't go on to that but i'll take your word for it wade yeah it's just like legos with more stress and <laughs> higher stakes i don't like it all right um so i guess my bucket list item last week was um, the clothing account with my friend Hannah. So I'm actually really excited about it. I have been posting every day. I didn't post yesterday, but that was just because yesterday was kind of, I had a really good day yesterday. Like I went, I saw my DePaul friend at a farm and I actually had a cute outfit. But when I got home, I got hit with a random wave of sadness. Like, and I'm kind of like, we talked about it. I was kind of feeling kind of like lonely and worried about college because mm-hmm. of the conversation I had with that one really nice kid. I want to stress it again. Not trying to back. <laughs> nice dude really nice conversation excited to work with you dude yeah he didn't um, know he was scaring you <laughs> he didn't know that <laughs> it's not his fault 
But um, anyways, that I have been actively using the clothing account, and I'm just going to say I love it so much. It's making it so I'm, like, actually wearing outfits that I like every day. And I don't know if I, this happened last week. But um, so it used to be just my friend Hannah and I, but now her friend Clara from Washington joined and my friend I was with yesterday, Missy, I gave her the password to it too. So she can join as well. Cause she was telling me that she wasn't um, dressing as she like wanted to. Cause she felt like there's like nothing to dress up for other than like taking Snapchat pictures. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited about that. Cause I really love clothing and I feel like I kind of had that taken away from me at the beginning of quarantine. So I'm like, I have nothing like, why would I wear jeans? while I'm like sitting in my bed doing homework yeah. but I feel like it's giving me more of a reason to dress up mm-hmm. and I guess my bucket list item for this week is I actually went to the library on Friday and I picked up some books nice. and my goal is to finish one of the books I'm getting kind of busy with school but I'm trying to read um, at least for an hour an hour and a half every day and reading something I used to really enjoy but I feel like I've had a hard time finding time for it um, all of high school and also just being told that you have to read books I feel like takes away the joy of reading because you feel like yeah. you don't have control but I've kind of realized that like now it's like I'm 19 there's so many things I want to learn so many perspectives I want to see and I feel like reading is just like such a pure, like fun. Way. I just like reading. And I'm like, yeah. this needs to be another way to learn. I don't want to watch videos and learn. I want to read and learn. So I picked up two books. And the one I'm hoping to finish is called Black Bottom Saints by Alice Randall. And it's a really wonderful book. It's about Black Bottom Detroit, which was this all black community that um, that was like um, most, at least I'm going off what I've learned in the book. Um, most of like the houses were owned by the black people, like were owned by the black people living there. And they had this really lovely um, town that they built all by themselves. And they had all these really famous like jazz singers and artists come from this town and it got completely destroyed in the 1950s by an all white government just because they wanted to destroy it. They completely wiped it out and it's not around anymore, which is really upsetting, really awful to learn about. But this book is highlighting all of these wonderful black artists who I've never heard of before. It's comedians, um, the first black bartender, there's priests, there's like physical artists, and then there's also like vocal artists. And there's so many, I'm just, it's like, it has 52 important black people, one for each chapter. And it's just such an interesting book because it's so many figures that I've never heard about before. And I'm like, I'm just so glad to be learning about them. And it is just such a beautifully written book. And I would, it just came out in 2020 and I would seriously recommend it to anyone. I'm about 200 pages in and I have about like 150 more to go. And I just, I absolutely adore it. I love the um the author, Alice Randalls. I love her form of writing and just the story she tells is just so beautiful. And I'm like, um, after I read each chapter, I look up on Wikipedia or like I'll Google search um, the black artist name that she um, talked about in the chapter and I'll just like research about them. It's just really awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Why do I feel like I've heard of Alice Randall before? Do you know anything else she's written? Um, oh, shoot. I do. Um, okay, wait. Let me actually, my book is right on the floor here. So let me pick it up. That, the Perks of Having a Messy Room. <laughs> Um, I know she had other books. She wrote a book called Rebel Yell, but I know she has other books, but I'm not, I know she had a book that I think I've heard of too, um, but, I didn't, oh, let's see. Um, she actually wrote um, a parody of the, um, oh, Gone with the Wind. She wrote a book called The Wind Done, uh, Done Gone. 
um, which I think I've actually heard of before, but she's a really wonderful author. And I think after I finish this book, I'm definitely going to pick up some of her other works. Nice. All right. So we're pretty much at time. Thank you very much, everybody who's tuned in. And if you've made it this far, um, you're listening. listening. Final reminders, go out and vote. Make your own bucket list. Yeah, make your own bucket list. Make your own bucket list. We don't have control of a lot of things, but just like my artsy meditation Twitter feed said that internal, you can, you can't control the external things, but you can control the internal things. If I'm making a list of things you want to do, you're actually having a little bit of control in your life and you can make yourself happy. Yeah. All right. So we'll see you next time. Have a good time. Yep. Bye.